I'm the bar. He's Eisenberg. It's Chair Shot Reality every single week on WrestlingInc.com. And Josh, let's not waste any time because uh, <laughs> we just can't wait. It's hot. It is hot. Uh, the top story this week outside of the ring, and that is uh, former best friends now are going to be uh, engaged in some more litigation with each other. Of course, we all know CM Punk and Hulk Cabana. They were on the uh, they, they were in in the courtroom with uh, WWE Doctor Chris Amon uh, for quite some time as as he sued them for what was said mm-hmm. about him on uh, Cole Cabana's podcast several years ago over Thanksgiving week. Well, now that that is done and, and, and the judge ruled in favor of Cabana and Punk that they did not have to pay anything and they got out and they won the battle so to speak. Well, now Cole Cabana is suing CM Punk, <laughs> claiming that Punk promised to help take care of these uh, extraordinary legal fees. And that Punk is just not living up to his promise. So Cole is suing him under the grounds of that he was acting uh, maliciously yeah. and with fraud and with intent to harm Colt Cabana. <sighs> Where did this friendship go, Justin? Where did this friendship that was only second to you and me go? <laughs> Thrown out the window. Who would have thought that you and I would have lasted longer than Punk and Cabana? Yeah, I mean, they've made far more money than us. I mean, now they're spending, considering now they're, now, they're spending, now they're spending more money than us on each other. I think this is just a, you, you, it's just some microcosm of bad communication slash bad friendships slash um, you know CM Punk is a guy that everything he did in the ring on the microphone very entertaining. I completely understand the overall obsession with him still years later that he's not even performing in a ring but getting his ass beaten UFC twice. But now it's more of when will the CM Punk fans realize that this guy's probably just not even a good guy? He's not a good person. He only looks out for himself. He doesn't give a shit about the fans. He doesn't give a shit about his friends. This isn't the first person that has come out and said CM Punk doesn't even speak to him anymore just because he's not a WWE employee. Yeah, we know that guy who said that a couple of months ago. But it, it, it says to me that there's far more problems going on in these two guys' lives. I don't like either of them. I have no size to choose. I've never had good interactions with either of them, and I've probably been blocked on Twitter by both of them because I'm outspoken and vocal about what kind of people they are. But when I look at this, when I see where did it go wrong, they lost – or excuse me, um, Colt Cabana and CM Punk lost their friendship well before this – You know, what, two years ago, three years ago when they first started the trial or first started to get to sue Chris Amon. But so I just – I don't know where anybody's going to go from here and how it's going to benefit – but I do think it's one step closer. If CM Punk got to pay more money out of the pocket, how do you fill those pockets back up, Justin? Well, I don't know. I mean, he's a guy that, uh, you know, he's not a guy that does things for money. I mean, he, you know, he, he's the kind of guy that could walk around with 20 bucks in his pocket and survive. I mean, he, he, you'd be much more likely to see him go perform in Madison. I don't know. You'd be, don't know. You'd be much more likely to see him go perform in Madison Square Garden just to stick it to Vince McMahon than he would to perform Ooh. because he needs yeah. the money. That's more the CM Punk, I think, way of doing things. But... You know, it's interesting. I, I'll be curious to see what Punk's, um, what his defense is in court. I mean, I, I mean, you know, one defense you'd have to think that's there, or at least an element of it, is, you know, Punk could have gone on anybody's podcast in the world to to finally break his nine month silence after walking out on WWE and really tell his whole version of the story. Mm-hmm. And any podcast he would have gone on, that podcast would have immediately had a spike and been able to 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 to, to make more money off of advertisements to charge people for it. Yeah. But he chose his friend of the times, Colt Cabana, and certainly I'm sure Colt has capitalize and profited off that i'm sure his podcast numbers went up his subscriptions went up he was able to charge more to you know so mm-hmm. so i'll be curious you know how that comes into play if he was like you know if, you know colt willingly got involved in this to some degree uh, that said if everything that colt is saying is true if he can prove what he's saying which is he has text messages 
proving that Punk <laughs> agreed to do this. And while a text message is not a binding contract, it is enough evidence to show, okay, well, Punk made the acknowledgement that he's going to do this. And then if Colt can also prove that Punk decided not to do this now because he's, you know, because he has a, a problem with Colt and he wants to stick it to him, well, that, you know, then, then there's a case here. Any which way, um, there's a... And I and I find it I find it interesting too because you know in being a pro punk guy here, Cabana profited off of punk for many many years. I mean, who was he? He was the best friend of WWE superstar CM Punk, so he benefited financially off of just knowing him and being his best friend. Whether it was travel, whether it was getting you know hooked up at, at live events, whether it was his podcast, whether it was getting booked for indie shows. So it's not like he cannot say thank you to CM Punk because without CM Punk, I don't think Cole Cabana is shit. Well, I, I'll tell you what, I can feel for Cole Cabana in the sense of um, even if Punk didn't say, yeah, I'll take care of your legal fees, here's a guy in CM Punk who, who talked about how much money he made and how he was still willing to walk away from WWE because his pride, right. his pride trumps it all. So if, if this guy has made 20 or 30 million or however, whatever the figure is, um, yeah, certainly this, this lawsuit took a little dent out of that. But you know, if, if your buddy in Cole Cabana is not making that kind of money, even if even if even if you just want to end your friendship with them and don't ever want to hear, them, just write them a check for half yeah. a million and be done with it. And say I don't want to hear from you again. Why? Especially if he has that, if he has the ability to write that and just say I'm done with you, like just do that. Like if you have the luxury to be able to write that big check yeah. to avoid another year, year and a half in court, why wouldn't he do it? Because of his ego? Well, and, and, and Punk doesn't care about PR, I don't think. But but since the news has came out this week that Punk is being sued by Cabana. I've seen a lot more negative punk comments than I have positive because I think even the CM Punk fans are kind of like, what can we say about this? So, True. You, you know, I mean, this has not done any PR help for CM Punk. Again, not that he's a guy that cares about what people think about him, but it's just worth uh, noting. But uh, I don't know. I mean, what do they settle this in the courtroom or do they settle this in the ring? Get him in the ring. Come on. <laughs> all in, baby. Let Cabana throw that one piece on. Let Punk put on his trunks one more time. It's Chicago. Tell me that wouldn't sell some tickets. Yeah, well, MSG doesn't need any help, but it, I'd put it in MSG as well, you know? <laughs> there you go. Plenty more to talk about here uh, on uh, Chair Shot Reality. Make sure you binge watch the whole playlist. Leave a comment, subscribe, do what you got to do. We'll talk more about Samoa Joe and AJ Styles. We'll also kind of touch into things uh, as we get closer and closer to SummerSlam about the match that's finally going to happen of Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. Don't go anywhere. Getting closer and closer to SummerSlam. If you're going to be in Brooklyn, I'll be at 205th prior to SummerSlam at the Barclays Center. Just a few blocks away. Come check it out. Uh, every year, 205th, they've got great specials, uh, drinks and food. They always have some fun wrestling-themed uh, drink names and specials, so it ought to be a good time. Hope to see you there. You're seeing us right here on Chair Shot Rally on Wrestling Inc. He's Josh Eisenberg down in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I'm Justin LaLaura here in Pittsburgh. And, Josh, we're finally going to get it. Long awaited after all the Talking Smack promos, uh, dating back to the days of the NXT competition show. We're finally going to see it on a big stage, the, the second biggest stage behind WrestleMania. And that is the uh, number one antagonist of The Miz going against the number one lovable babyface in Daniel Bryan. Um, the, 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 there's, there's no bad to this, right? No bad. No bad at all. There's hard to show bad because this, in my opinion, and uh, Scott Fishman tweeted that this is, this won't, but it should be the main event of SummerSlam because this feud is bigger and better than any other feud we've seen on WWE television. And they haven't even been in tag team matches. They haven't mm -hmm. really competed against each other. I mean, it's amazing what words that sprinkle a little bit of truth in, sprinkle a little bit of story in, can really blossom into this amazing, beautiful flower, Justin. And here's my big part that I love about this. Um, I was reading an article earlier um, on the Ringer's website. I can't remember the author, but an excellent article 
doing the comparisons of Daniel Bryan and The Miz from 17 years ago until now. Breaking down when Daniel Bryan was competing against AJ Styles in 2002, but The Miz was just on MTV. And, and the corresponding amazing part of that is Daniel Bryan was so good for so long. The Miz was so bad for so long. Yeah. But then as soon as The Miz really hit his stride in WWE, I would say not even at 27. 27, whenever he main evented and was champion, he was still kind of learning how to deal with it. I would say probably four or five years ago is when uh, The Miz really started to thrive, when he became that Hollywood guy, when you thought, wow, this guy is not even in movie theaters yet. He seems like a big deal, and now he has a show on the USA Network. I think it's great. I think SummerSlam is an excellent stage for it. With uh, Daniel Bryan's contract situation still up in the air, you can't leave any money on the table. Um, so I think this is a great opportunity for them to spotlight what is the most organic and natural and intense storyline and in, in feud, um, I think, in the past you know, 10, 15 years. Yeah, organic, natural, intense, all good words for it. And I, and I think you know they have sprinkled the words of realism into it, which always draws the wrestling fans into when, when, you know, when you know that you're pulling from some real life, when you're pulling from some, mm -hmm. when, when there's some sentences you might have read on a message board that they're dropping into promos, uh, it yep. definitely grabs people's attention. And again, you know, Dan O'Brien may have resigned, but if, if he has, they've kept it a good, they've kept it good be, uh, being hushed. So um, that's going to make the outcome of this match that much more unpredictable and that much more enjoyable because no matter what the outcome is, whether it is some kind of a dirty play and The Miz gets the victory or whether Dan O'Brien uh, gets the great comeback and gets the one, two, three. Either way, no matter who gets their hand raised, you're then going to look to the person next to you and go, well, what does that mean? Does that mm -hmm. mean Brian's staying? Does that mean Brian gets one last one before he yeah. leaves? Does that, you know, does that mean that we're going to WrestleMania for a title match in, in, in six months? Like, so it, WWE really has played the hand well here by, as you said, not putting them in tag matches, not... You know, keeping keeping the interactions between them, uh, you know, uh, few, not few and far between, but just doing it in the right way. You know, even having the even having the uh, beat just down, enough, just doing it off out of the arena on the on the set. You know, not getting, you know making the live audience really wait to see these two in the same ring with a bell to bell. Uh, and then, of course, again, playing the hand of, of, of everybody knowing that Daniel Bryan's contract situation is mm. is a topic. Again, that they've played it well, well leaving it hush. A question that I've pondered. I don't know if I necessarily have the answer, so I'll ask you about it. You're um, putting both these guys in the Hall of Fame one day. Um, who's had a better career in WWE? In WWE? Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, that's a tough. That is a tough question because, you know, I immediately want to jump, and I'm a Dan O'Brien fan. I immediately want to jump to the Miz and just say, here's a guy who walked into WrestleMania in a, in a match that involved Cena and The Rock and walked out with it. And here's a guy who, you know, uh, you know, he made have ended with The Rock and John Cena at the Survivor Series in the Garden. Um, but then obviously you can't take away Brian's, you know, 2013, 2014 run, yep. even, even though as soon as he got to the top of the mountain, he then got hurt. Um, mm -hmm. It's hard. I, I, I think I think it's too close to call. I think uh, the remainder of their years might be deciding who goes who 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 pulls out ahead of somebody. It, it's interesting as well because as Daniel Bryan had such a great WrestleMania 30, and you can even say 31 was good too. You know, he came back and he won the ladder match to kick off WrestleMania. You know, he didn't main event or anything like that. And then his return this year, it always seems like he's you know as much as the Miz has been in what two matches really with John Cena at WrestleMania. One, he was obviously overshadowed by The Rock. Um, and then obviously overshadowed by the engagement um, that is no longer. But um, it seems like The Miz has had such an amazing career the months of May to January. And then he falls off at Royal Rumble time. He falls off. He's kind of like Dolph Ziggler, but I think he actually is one step above Dolph Ziggler. They're not guys that are getting these huge, amazing WrestleMania matches and, and storylines as they should. But I think at the end of the day, The Miz has had a better, more um, – 
more successful career. And, and this is both guys winning tag titles. This is both guys winning mid card titles and world championships. So there's, there's you know, their, their backgrounds really align in WWE. But if I had to go right now, I would say the Miz is slightly above Daniel Bryan, just for the fact that Daniel Bryan came in later in his career. And also Daniel Bryan was a guy that couldn't stay healthy. Well, the health thing definitely comes into it. I mean, and, and, and it's you know crazy. I think the Miz, he's only, you know, the Miz has been around for as long as he has, and I just looked it up. He's only 37. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he's got three more years until he's out of his 30s. So, uh, you know, what he could accomplish in the next three years, uh, health permitting and the yeah. fact if he stays with WWE and doesn't get swept away by Hollywood, it's really interesting. I'll say this, though. Well, if and when the Miz, well, it's not, it's not if, it's when. When the Miz does go in the Hall of Fame, whenever that would be, uh, if I had to pick, if I had to narrow it down to two or three people that I would love to have be the one who has to induct him, I think Dan O'Brien would be a great pick because, <laughs> yeah. you know, Dan O'Brien is so such a wrestling No kid. JBL? No JBL? <laughs> no, he's part, he's part of the list, too. Uh, you know, Dan O'Brien is such a wrestling purist, and nobody questions, you know, he, you know, that he deserves to be here. So if he's the one that finally says, all right, let's induct this guy, and, you know, I think that would be a pretty cool pretty cool Ending moment. to the story, then, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. One more to go. Let's talk about Samoa Joe, AJ Styles. They certainly have history as well that stretches outside of WWE. They're going to be in another match, which, again, you can make a case for. Wouldn't it be main event worthy, but we know it's not going to be. We'll talk about it more here. Chair Shot Rally on Wrestling Inc. Josh Eisenberg on Twitter at Josh Eisenberg4. You can check me out on Twitter at Justin Labar as we're getting closer and closer to SummerSlam. Of course, Josh and I will both be uh, live tweeting uh, not only on SummerSlam Sunday, but we'll be tweeting all the way leading up to it. Of course, we'll encourage you to play WrestleRumble.com. A lot of fun there to make the predictions of who's going to win. Top prize, $1,000. And Josh, Where are you going to be? I'm not going to be in Brooklyn. Where are you going to be there? Where am I going to be? Yeah, where, where at? What bar? What restaurant? Where can, we, where can the LaBarbarians gather, Justin, to relish? In Lo your glory, I want to know. Loyal La Barbarians know every year I'm at 205th before an event at Barclays. That's where I'll be. 205th, uh, huh? 205th. Good mm, drink specials, good food specials. Um, and one of, the, one of the marquee matches, Josh, is uh, WWE World Champion and AJ Styles defending against Samoa Joe, a match a lot of people have wanted to see ever since both these mm -hmm. guys have wound up uh, in a WWE, uh, in, in, with WWE contracts. Um, look, let's put it out there. Very little chance I think Samoa Joe wins this. Uh, but that aside... Obviously, a lot to look forward to, and they've done well in the promos the last few weeks, getting personal with each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's interesting because uh, Samoa Joe has never, you know, aside from a couple of minor injuries in WWE, he's never been a guy that has let me down. He's never been a guy that I watch his match or I listen to his promos or I follow his storylines. He's never let me down. And prime example was when he had the opportunity to compete against Brock Lesnar at Great Balls of Fire. That was an eight or nine minute match. It was hard hitting. He came in like a ball of fire, pun intended. Um, but he also did such a great job before that, really um, enhancing that feud when Lesnar wasn't there, you know, getting in Paul Heyman's face and, and threatening him and doing things like that. So I'm seeing a little bit of Samoa Joe uh, back then as I am now. Obviously, AJ Styles a different opponent. But getting into the family, the personal thing, I actually think that's a good idea for Samoa Joe because AJ Styles is known as the guy that's busting his ass every single week he's going to uh, live events he's doing this he's doing that and the fact that he has all these kids at home and he's not there you know i have no children you do you can kind of relate to being on the road and not being there and maybe people viewing you as you know say i'm not a great father obviously that's not the case but i love the fact because aj styles is such a 100 percent over baby face no matter what you do with him people are going to cheer him but samoa joe still gets those cheers still gets those boos Samoa Joe might be the perfect combination of a tweener right now because a lot of people love him, but still a lot of people hate him. 
Well, I hate and, and rarely do I believe in, in in somebody being a tweener, but I know what you're saying. He he he's he's so he, he's such a badass. You kind of can't help but want to be on his side. Um, what I like about this is that um, you know AJ Styles, for as good of a performer as he is, and as as, as hell of a title run that he's having. You know, it is very repetitive. It's it's a lot of mm-hmm. hey, I, hey, this is my house. I built it. I'm the best in this in the in the ring. Come try to take it from me. And and, and, the, and the dimensions really don't. It doesn't really get any deeper than that. You know, that's that's mm-hmm. that's as deep as the pool gets. Uh, but I like the fact that they're at least you know pulling out the stuff of you know you know we 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 slept in you know flea bag motels together and, and you know you were there when my kids were born and, and yeah. you know that as you said relatable. It makes you go, wow. Have I ever? Get, what, what would I feel if somebody's coming after my prized possession or somebody's trying to knock me off the pedestal and somebody that I trusted? So it it's got a lot of good personal elements, much like Miz and Brian as we talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, earlier, um, but again, you know, thinking s- smart here, you know, AJ Styles, he's going to be on the cover of the video game this fall, I, you know, it, it, it makes it hard with those kind of things, knowing that it's, it makes it hard to say, okay, I'm going <laughs> to see a really good match when the bell rings, but do I have any doubt of what the outcome is going to be? So I, 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 I urge WWE not to take the belt off of AJ Styles, but to give us as creative of a finish as possible. Yeah, I think so too. But we can't. We can have a creative finish. But we can't have a finish that we've had with Nakamura. Right. You know, it can't be super dirty. It can't be questionable. It can't be. Well, we have four more matches. We're going to see. I'm all for Samoa Joe and AJ Styles extending this feud after SummerSlam. Um, when I think about it, I I tweeted it earlier, and I know it's not going to happen. You kind of teased it before. Um, you know, it has every right to be in the main event, the last match. But realistically speaking, if I want this match to be one of the best matches on the card, put it first. Put it in the first match of the night. Give it 20, 25 minutes. You've seen what even the crowd at WrestleMania, whenever you put Styles and Nakamura middle of the show, did to that match. I watched it back. It was a lot better being on TV than in person. If you have Brooklyn start off with Samoa Joe and AJ Styles, that place will chant for five minutes before the match even starts. And that's what you want with that crowd. You want that electricity from the very get-go. Again, Probably not going to happen. More likely seeing Seth Rollins and Ziggler kick it off or you know, potentially something uh, you know, like Nakamura and Jeff Hardy. But if they really want to make this match um, a big focal point, either first or last, those are my choices, not in between. I'm all for that. I've been a proponent several times of putting the, you know, now that we have the two world titles, especially when you have a Brock Lesnar on the card of moving AJ Styles or whoever that other world champion is as far away from Brock Lesnar's match so it can have its own uh, mm-hmm. shine. And, and, and I, I say it all the time. How you start the show is just as important as how you finish the show. So it's not yep. a, it's not a knock if you get told you're going out first. I know that there is a term in wrestling called being a curtain jerker, but on these big shows, these big stages that WWE does, I think when they have multiple main events, which that's the reality here. You have the Brock Lesnar match, which is the true main event. You have a Daniel Bryan Miz, which has got a main event status to it, and of course this world title match, and then of course let's not forget Ronda Rousey. So when you can make yeah. a case for four matches that are that are the, the premier matches, I think you need to separate all four of them. And Ronda Rousey's not going to go on first, uh, and I don't think Bryan and Miz are going to go on first. And mm-hmm. obviously Brock's not going on first. So hey, put put AJ on first. Let him be the workhorse that opens everything up for that opening half hour, like you mentioned. And look how, look how good it did at WrestleMania with start with Shane McMahon. Absolutely. That really set the bar for the entire night. Absolutely. At Josh Eisenberg 4, at Justin Labar, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, go to a chair shot rally across social media. We'll have everything there. And of course, WrestlingInc.com will have all of your updates as we get closer and closer to SummerSlam. Josh and I will be back next week as we make our final predictions for who's walking out a winner and who's going to win that Wrestle Rumble $1,000 prize. We'll see you next week.